everybody, this is Big Mars, and you're watching TMS TV. the mighty Led Zeppelin right there with the immigrant song from the Zeppelin 3 release that one going out by request to uh, Jackal in the chat room and uh, just before that we heard uh, a uh, artist by the name of Lawrence Jones are you familiar with him Lawrence Jones no I'm not I did not know that song nor did I know that um know, know that name well, for Skippy in the chat room, uh, he wanted to hear Lawrence Jones with Lonely Road. I wonder if and it's a friend of Skippy's. No, it's a, he's a legit arbiter. I don't know. Hard to well, say. He, he could be a friend and a, and a legit artist. Well, I don't think our, our fans have legit artist friends. Hmm. That could be true. <laughs> Just be funny. I but, know I uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we heard Ghost with uh, Ritual going out by request to Jim Baldiff. And of course, we uh, heard uh, the new Black Crows for uh, Sydney Ralston. So. What do you think of that? Uh, it, you know, it sounded like uh, uh, Jealous again. That's exactly what I said in the, in the um, locals earlier this week. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. Uh, it almost sounded like a remake of Jealous again. Yeah, a little bit faster, but or but it's the same song. It is, which good with me. Yeah, I mean that was obviously their most popular uh, songs or or albums. The first two albums were their most two most popular. Yeah, well, from a commercial standpoint. Mm -hmm. Do you like yeah. the other stuff or not? Some of it's okay. I mean it it got a little too trippy there too. Uh, too weed induced for me yeah some of the stuff at the end and then when he went into his new earth mud era and you know his solo stuff chris robinson yeah that stuff got a little bit even for me who loves his weed you know <laughs> i i still couldn't listen to a whole lot of that stuff it, was it, a little just, too much. it just didn't resonate with me yeah it was too grateful dead yeah this it's jam band stuff, you know, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. But, uh, you know, from the, from a commercial release, you know, shake your money maker and, uh, um, harmony and companion and even Amorica, yeah. you know, those were all pretty damn good records. Sure. I, I mean, I, I've liked them all, but they've gotten increasingly less likable. Yeah. Like I, so, I'll tell you which one I do like. That's more recent though the acoustic one crowology okay i love that i play that all the time i like the um the version of soul singing that they do on that one is just fucking amazing good stuff yeah, you know it's just that you know once once they kind of got to the point to where they were um you know left to their own devices mm -hmm. they, they weren't a slave to the record label and we got to churn out hits and things like that that's yeah. when they started going off on their own little experimental path. Yeah. They had their Beatles blue album phase, blue greatest hits phase. <laughs> yeah, I remember I I remember going to see the Black Crows. Uh I'm trying to remember where it was that I went to see them and that was one of those tours that they played none of their hits. None yeah, of them. See that stinks. You know, and it was just like they didn't play one one of their hits, not even one. See, that's that's just stealing money from your fans. Yeah. 
So, you know, I was a little disappointed, disappointed with, with that. Yeah. I mean, it's even if you do it the Iron Maiden way where you play a terrible album, but then you finish with like three or four songs. Right. That's okay. I guess. I mean, that still feels rip rip off is she, if that's a word rip off is she, <laughs> but, um, but it doesn't feel as bad as just playing nothing, but you know, track sevens. Exactly. You know, so interesting to say yeah. the least. So. Well, we played some uh, Zeppelin there for uh, Jackal in the chat room and a yeah. band a band that, uh, you know, when they came out, they had a strong resemblance to Zeppelin, and that would be Kingdom Come. Yes. And we lost uh, a friend this we week. Um, James Kotak uh, passed away um, under circumstances, fell and hit his head, I guess. That's... That's the rumor. I have That's not seen that officially. I've seen it from somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, that type yeah, of a of thing. So, yeah, that's what I heard. He was at a party or something, fell down, hit his head, dead. Yeah. But, I again, that's a thousand percent rumor at this point. Yes, just just from what people say they witnessed. Yeah. So, so but... Strangely enough, uh, James Kotak uh, was born in Louisville, Kentucky, and he died in Louisville, Kentucky. Which is very strange for a musician. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like you talk about full circle. Holy mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. You know, it was sad. I mean, it's all sad. And and we like James. You know, I, I always messaged back and forth with James on Facebook. I didn't know him super well. Super well. Yeah. I think you well, knew him a little was, better than me. He was on me, the but... show here with us. Yeah, he was on the show. And, uh, you know, he always would send me a, a message through LinkedIn. You know, mm -hmm. he would always send me a birthday greeting or just make some kind of comment or something like that. Yeah. He was yeah. always a nice guy. Very nice guy. But it was it was sad in a way, more sad than just the death itself that quite literally every single person that posted their little tribute on pick a pick a site um started with it's sad news about james kotek but i can't say that i'm surprised every single post except for the only the only one that i think kept it classy and did not say that was the scorpions as a band the right. Scorp scorpions facebook twitter wherever it was just said you know they they loved him as a guy and they're sorry to see him go and you know well uh you know there was there was something out there i think it was like blabbermouth or something about a year ago mm -hmm. back in 2022 and it was uh friends are worried about james kotak yeah yeah and uh stevie rochelle had piped in and Robbie Crane had piped in and different people piped in and were voicing their concern for him and his well-being and his, you know, betterment. Because, you know, there's no secret that he was struggling with alcohol, mm -hmm. mostly from at least that's all I know about. And uh, that's the reason he lost a Scorpions gig way back in 2016 mm -hmm. after being in the band for 20 years. Yeah, 20 years gave it up for the booze or and then whatever. I, uh, you know, then I had, uh, read, uh, you know, where, where I, I was going back and reading some older stuff and, you know, they had interviewed James about losing his gig with scorpions and basically, uh, learning that, uh, they had already brought Mickey V in, uh, to, to start working with the band without him even knowing it. 
Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah, he said that to me. Yeah. 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 That's where you heard that was on when I interviewed Mickey D. When I interviewed Mickey D. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this came from James. You know. Okay. Uh, he was saying that uh, you know he when he was in rehab after he got the boot after getting out of hand over there in the uh, Arab Emirates. Right. And missing missing the flight or something like that. He got detained or something, didn't he? Something like that. I think he did. Yeah, I think he yeah. he had some problem like getting either in or out of a country. Yeah, he got detained, I think. And you know, Scorpions had shows to do, and mm-hmm. they had so he he you know went to rehab, and he you know Scorpions had a, a half a dozen dates or a dozen dates, uh, I think in 2016 or something like that. And, uh, he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting healthy. You know, I'm trying to get ready for this tour. And he said, the scorpions kept telling him, no, 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 you take it easy. You take it easy. Just stay in rehab. Just, just stay Mm -hmm. in there. You know, don't worry about the tour. Don't worry about these dates coming up. Right. But they had already made that decision that, you know, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, the paid chat asking, was he ever on the show? He's on the show a few times. Yeah. He's been on the show. We've did it. We've done a couple of interviews with them. I know. And we also had him on, was it Billy McCarthy when he was yeah, in when studio? Billy McCarthy was here. Uh, he called his house and this, yeah. he was still married to Athena. Yeah. And both or uh, James was on the phone and Athena was on the phone and Krigger was on Krigger the phone. Was on the phone yeah. Everybody jumped on the phone for a couple of minutes and yeah, we heard him jumping in the pool in the yeah, background and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, you know, uh, obviously a talented guy holding down the Scorpions gig for 20 mm-hmm. years because, yeah. uh, you know, Scorpions, they're a very, 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 they're German for one thing. So mm-hmm. they're very, very business. Yeah. It's all, all business. Sure. And, and if he, if he was a fuck up during those 20 years, uh, he wouldn't have been in there 20 years. Yeah. So he kept it, kept it together and something happened there. Late well, he did fall apart because then there's that, there's that video. Then he got back with kingdom come. Yeah. Well, that's because there was nothing else for him to do. He lost his, yeah. he lost his scorpions gig and it's like, well, what do yeah. I, what am I going to do now? But there's that video of kingdom come playing like really slow well, because that's, James well, was, well, that's, <laughs> that's when the article came out about, mm-hmm. uh, friends are worried about James and right. it was just a horrendous performance that they did. And yeah. it's like, oh boy, what's what the hell's going on there? Yeah, it was bad. I know we had Keith, uh, me and Eric had Keith St. John on, and we asked him about it. We we watched the video. He's like, oh, that's the first time I've seen that. Ooh, <laughs> didn't need to see that. <laughs> yeah, kind of reminds me when our good friend Stephen Piercy and uh, saw Apollo. Yeah, well, that was not good. No, I mean it happens. I, look, <clears throat> these guys, and, and I and I'm not trying to forgive it. You know, it is what it is if you if you overuse your drugs. But, uh, you know, it's not in real life. It's not as available as it is in rock star life. In rock star life, they throw the drugs at you as a way to get in. You know, a lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times it's just a way to get in. And then once once you get in, then the the shrewd drug dealers see it as a way to make permanent money. Sure. And they, they take advantage of that. And that, I mean, it's, it's a tough road out there. You know, people forget the whole thing about that. These guys are kind of lonely, you know, take Kotek as an example. 
he's in a German band. So basically none of these guys have the same upbringing, the same stories to tell the same, anything as him. Yeah. Plus, plus they're, you know, older than him. Yeah. And they're older than him. So they don't even have the same, you know, timeline culture as him. And, you know, and he's out with them, what, 18 months, you know, a year, at least a year. Scorpions are always fucking touring. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he gets, he gets lonely or whatever. And then some guys like, Hey bro, let's do a couple lines and fucking party. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Next thing you know, you're doing it every day. Yeah. So what, what once were vices now are habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Leonard Skinner. That is Leonard Skinner. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, uh, I, yeah, you know, sorry, sorry to you know see James Kotak go. I mean, you know, uh, just all accounts, everybody that I've seen make comments about him as they've always commented on, you know, what a nice guy he was. Yeah, you know, he was always nice to me. He was always nice to you, I believe. So. Yeah, all the time. You know. And I will give him credit where credit's due and where the industry won't say shit about it. Good for him for standing up to these fucking cocksuckers in the government with their fucking vax bullshit. Oh, yeah. Good for him. He stood up to that when everybody was telling him he was a piece of shit for standing up against it. Yeah. Well, again, he was a man who had nothing to lose, though. Yeah. Well, he did have stuff to lose, and he did. He lost his gig. Well, he didn't lose his gig because of that. No, but could have. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't. He, I know he, he didn't. He got booted but... in 2016. Yeah, that's true. He so could have lost is... his, I don't know. He 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 might have had an easier time getting back into another gig. Maybe. If he was not political yeah, MAGA I, I, guy. And I get that. You know, I get that. But uh, the, the, the truth of the matter is he was at a point in his life where he had nothing to lose. Yeah, I think he was kind of out of control with that. Because he was already... He was already uh, lost everything at this point yeah he was fairly out of control i guess when COVID hit COVID fucked up a lot of people i wonder if 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 he's one of those guys that it just fucked his brain up yeah i i think he was just in a downward spiral since losing his scorpions gig that could be i mean that's you a, know because it's just like wow because that 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 was a big gig it's a big healthy consistent paycheck yeah you know and and to lose that and then of course you know he and athena were divorced and he had kids with her and right well, a kid i guess and she had kids from a previous marriage right but, but regardless of that i mean that's a that's a tough pill to swallow when you yeah, get it is. bumped out of one of the most one of the biggest legacy bands out there yeah you know and you and you got to eat your balls in front of public a lot of public because scorpions is huge worldwide not just us wide it's you know all over the world scorpions are scorpions are much bigger band outside of here you know i mean they're big here but they're you know in europe they're fucking metallica level aren't they they're like still a huge band outside of here so it must have been a big you know a lot of weight put on them yeah he uh i <laughs> He's getting back to his uh, political views. Mm -hmm. Back in 2019, he had, he's, he said, I wrote a new song. Get out of my country. Stay out of my space. We don't need any more outsiders. We can't even fix the homeless problems. When homeless problem, when the homeless problem is solved, we can take care of everyone else. 
<laughs> then he went on to Twitter and said, uh, in 19 again, uh, you know what I'm sick of every other commercial having interracial couples. This is not reality. <laughs> it is Hollywood shoving it down our throat. I don't have one friend or friends who live in this category. Just saying. And he, then he said, uh, Kotak went on to say, okay, so the percentage of black Americans in the U S is about 13%. So why are they represented 50 to 60% on all commercials? He's not wrong. It says, just, just call me out. If you have a reasonable argument, a short time later, he added, maybe none of you have the balls to speak the truth. Again, he's not wrong. Yep. He's definitely not wrong there. <clears throat> so, so he was outspoken once he was outcast anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was just like, well, what, what do I got to lose? Yeah, he was. He was on the canceled list, so he went for it, I guess. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, what can you do to me now? I'm, I've already fucked my career. Yeah. Well, it's sad to see him go. I definitely was, was, I was definitely a little bummed. I mean, you, as you should be, but somebody you know. It always sucks when it, you know, dude, just more and more. The older we get, more people that we know just fucking dropping dead. Yeah. Just sucks. Yeah, he was, <clears throat> he was born uh, a year exactly a year before me see a christmas baby december 26th oh no kidding wow 1962 yeah yeah well rest in peace brother i know he's up there jamming with dime bag and lemmy <laughs> Bad, brian badass Boone. brian badass is walking him to the stage right now right i do love when people say that nonsense I'm sure he's jamming up there with Lemmy, man. Shut up. Shut it. Ugh. So anyway, just thought I'd give a make a little tribute to James Kotak. Yeah. Well, I mean it's a it's a it's a loss in our world. Yeah, sure. You know, definitely. Well, dude, let's stay on European metal for a minute. Just because okay. I saw this and people are saying I'm wrong, and that's fine if if I am. But um did you see this story? I'm trying to find it real quick. Um, so, Accept is getting ready to go out on the road. Okay. And for some reason, the second guitar player, whoever that guy is, I don't even know his name, but he's not going to be touring with them for whatever reason. <clears throat> now, who's who's really left and Accept aside from Wolf Hoffman? No one. That's it. Yeah, it's Wolf and a bunch of other guys. Yeah. Mark Tornillo, which obviously yeah. is not the original guy. Yeah. So it's 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 Wolf and other guys. But they announced that the, the guy that won't be in is Phil Schaus, Schuss, S-H-O-U-S-E. Okay. I don't know how to say his name. I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about the guy. It's probably okay. I mean, except sounds good. So I'm assuming he's okay. But I found this to be just strange. And not because the guy isn't talented. He's super talented. He just doesn't seem the part for Accept. Fucking Joel Holkstra. Well, he's, that, he probably doesn't have anything to do right now either. Yeah, but, I mean, does he seem... I mean, does he, he fit the, Does he fit the image? He doesn't fit the image at all to me. No. You know, I know he can play. I know he's a great player. 
Yeah, I'm I, not I, trying to say I, that. I, think I interviewed him on the show. Yeah, I, I, I've interviewed him too. He's a he's a, a nice guy, super nice, nice guy, guy, and fucking talented beyond talented. Whether it's White Snake or TSO or wasn't he in Share at some point and. I think he was a night ranger. I mean, he's been in a bunch of big bands, so he's obviously right. talented. Well, he's a he's a gun for hire. Yeah, but uh, again, the names that we're naming: Share, Night Ranger, Foreigner, White Snake. Except, <laughs> it just doesn't fit. Yeah. But yeah, Joel Holkstra is going to be playing these festivals, European festivals, and South American tour, and. All right, call me conspiracy guy, but I'm going to call the shot right now. I'm going to say he's the new guitar player of Accept and that this Phil Schaus guy is going to be out. That's my prediction. All right. That's usually where this kind of thing goes, isn't it? You typically, get a bigger yeah. name. Yeah, typically. You get a bigger name guy, and as long as he's okay with, you know, the peanuts that you're feeding him, he'll he'll stay in. Yeah, and again, White Snake isn't doing anything at the moment, so. Yeah. You know, so he might as well grab a gig and make a couple of bucks. Yeah. And as long as, as long as except doesn't tour during TSO season, I'm sure he'll, he'd be happy to do it. Make his money tour. You know, I mean, he's, he's tried with the solo thing, but that hasn't taken off the Hulkstra 13, you know, that hasn't, that hasn't like launched into full-time money, I guess. So. Yeah, I just saw this and thought, man, that's such a weird, a weird guy to be in that band. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, it, you know, from, from an image standpoint, I, I guess, uh, image doesn't matter if he's got the chops to, you know, play the accept music. Yeah. Which he obviously does. I mean, the guy could play. So I don't know. I just thought, I just thought that was interesting. It's the Wolf Hoffman band. It really is at this point. You know, I'm trying to think if, if there's any other, I really don't have a whole lot tonight. I don't dude. Speaking of bands though, did you, I don't know if you saw this or not. I'll have to look it up and find it. Did you see who appeared on Howard Stern this week? I think it was this week, unless it's just an old clip that's just floating around, but I'm pretty <clears throat> sure it was this week. This is, this is really surprising to me. Um, one of your favorites the cult oh really yeah. I, I wasn't aware of that but okay yeah let me find this real quick um howard stern the cult and i will say they sound pretty good now what uh you know the the whole howard stern thing is so weird these days because, right because they're you know the the these bands these guests they just have to show up to an empty studio at Sirius mm -hmm. and then Howard's at his house and yeah. Robin's at her house and Gary is at his house. And I don't know where Fred Norris is. I don't know. Is he in Florida too or somewhere? Dude, I have not listened or watched it. I haven't either. I but I mean, so basically when these guests come in, they basically come into a studio and yeah. they sit there and talk to screens. They, yeah, they talk to screens and probably some intern helps them set up. But yeah, and then Howard's on the screen going, oh, this is great. We've got the cult here. Yeah. But dude, the cult are not doing anything. What are they doing? I don't know. I mean, are they, do they have a new album or are they 
touring or I have, and you know, I'm plugged into this and I have no idea. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they just happened to be in and Howard had nothing else going on. Maybe. And they just like, Hey, you guys want to come in and, you know, kick out a few songs. Yeah. Yeah. See, they're just in a empty performance studio and they're on a video screen and yeah. That's Ian Asbury looking for Howard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so where are you guys? Yeah. So would you like to hear it? Yeah, I'm always interested. They they sound pretty good, actually. I, you know, I'm not a fan. I know so, you're not a fan. So if I'm saying they sound pretty good, they probably sound amazing. But I I didn't think they sounded bad at all. So, okay. Um. All right. So here we go. Here's the cult on Howard Stern. Happy birthday. This is She's Hell Sanctuary, just for you. She's Hell Sanctuary. Now, don't worry. He starts here, but he gets to the voice. Okay. He's de- he's definitely doing the seven thirty in the morning kind of warm yeah, up. Yeah, doing the doing the warm up, and then he'll she sells sanctuary. Yeah, he gets to the high notes. It just right. I, I was a little taken aback when I heard this the first time as well. I was like, wait a minute, what is this spoken word fucking U two sounding bullshit? But he gets there. All right. And those hits bad right yeah billy duffy sounds just like he did yeah <laughs> that's pretty funny that is pretty funny <laughs> i was wondering what's up with those pants yeah those pants are fresh out of an mc hammer video yeah. anthony hit it on the head there yeah. but and i don't know why he's wearing his coat yeah he's, yeah, he's... Got a big bulky uh michelin man coat on or something no yeah, he's wearing his coat too which is kind of yeah. odd but all right all right here's a little more of the cult on uh, howard stern Now, would you recognize him if you just saw him? 
who Ian Asbury. Yeah. As, as he's right there. Yeah. It'd be a tough, it'd be tough to recognize him, you know, with the slick back hair and the, you know, obviously he's put on, put on some weight. Yeah. I mean, he definitely looks, he definitely looks different. That's for yeah. sure. So. Yeah, I, I, cause I was watching, I was like, man, does the cult have a new guy? But then he started singing. I was <laughs> well, like, even, nah. even Billy Duffy. I mean, if you go back to some of the music videos from the late eighties and stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, Billy had like the longer blonde hair and sure, you know, now he looks like a mountain man Yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the big beard and you know, the right. dark hair and shit. Yeah. Now what was Billy Morrison? He was the original bass player. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm interviewing him like in a month. He's he's doing. I mean, he's the, 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 cult, the the cult has had a revolving door, <laughs> right? Uh, players over the years, you know. Obviously, Matt Sorum was mm-hmm. the drummer for them before he joined Guns and Roses, and yeah, before this porn actor joined. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, because the cult toured with uh, GNR, and when GNR gave uh, Adler the boot, mm-hmm. you know, they had already played with uh, uh, Matt, right? Tapped him as a new or drummer for uh, GNR. Right. So that's how he got that gig. Yeah. Yeah. I know that like the two guys are like the, the core, right? Yeah. Billy, yeah. Billy, Billy Duffy, Duffy and, and, and Yep. Yeah. Cause I don't know who these two guys are. This guy. Well, they, they, they're always revolving door yeah. players in the, in the rhythm section. Yeah. They're always. just guys. They're just they, guys. Just, they, they just change them out all the time. I, right. I, I wouldn't know who those two guys are. Would you go see this? Yeah, of course. I, I'm a fan. I like the cult. Mm. I When's mean, the last time that, you saw him? Uh, it's been a while. Um, let me see. Where did I see them last? I think I saw them at the House of Blues. Okay. A few years back. But I don't but remember. Did you like or hate that last record that they did? It was okay. It was medium. Okay. I, mean, I didn't dislike it. I just it just didn't stand out for me. I was just came like, and oh, went. Okay. You know, and you know, of course uh ian was you know this is this is the best thing we've ever done you right know, it's the best thing we ever done yeah i, I remember well, i don't that. know man it's 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 tough to top sonic temple or or um ceremony uh, ceremony or or uh oh one with wildflowers on it you're um, gonna have to you're gonna have to solve that yourself because i do not know anything about that i'm not surprised yeah. i knew ceremony yeah yeah you yeah that's the one where they got in trouble with the Indian tribe for using that, you know, Indian boy on the cover. Right. They got sued for for the image. So, yeah, I that's that's where I got that Matt Sorum ID was because uh, I saw them at uh, I saw them at the Agora. <laughs> the guy drumming is my cousin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I I saw those guys at uh, at the Agora back when they reunited with that with that uh, Sonic Temple lineup. Right. Who is that, uh, Brian? Is that Ian Plume or is that Tempesta? Who is that guy? I don't know who it is. I'm curious now who who the drummer is. Let me see here. Who's the drummer today in the Cult? The Cult band. Let's see. Do they have a wiki? I'm sure they do. Yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, it's John Tempesta. No shit. Wow, he looks totally different now. Yeah, they all look different. Yeah. All right. Good call. The, the cult, as they are 
put together today are um, uh, Ian Asbury, Billy Duffy, John Tempesta, Charlie Jones on bass, and um, oh yeah, Charlie Jones. Yeah, you got all his stuff, right? <laughs> he apparently has a Grammy from something. Okay, I don't know from what, but and uh, here's a household name: Mike Mangan. He's a keyboard player. Okay. He's known for something. <laughs> well, maybe this is maybe this is Howard's birthday show or something. Maybe I don't know. Because he did say "Happy birthday, Howard." Yeah. Well, it could be. Was he celebrating his COVID? <laughs> what a fag. <laughs> the the album I was thinking of, the Cult album, is Electric. Electric, yeah. Are right, you want more of this? Yeah, let's hear the rest. I mean, you're on, right. you're halfway through it already. Yeah, let's go. Here we go. him to break into too high to fly here in a minute <laughs> so that that apparently is his birthday show. okay and so well then yeah. howard couldn't be there because he had covid right so poor guy uh, must have been um you know they must have been in town or something and yeah 
they got invited in to come do that show. Got it. Because I can't imagine that Howard Stern is sitting around listening to a cult. Nah, who knows? You never I, know. I can't imagine that. They're way too too low class for him. <laughs> you know, dude. Um, I wish I could get into the cult. I have tried so many times. I've listened to those albums probably a hundred times each. And I know it's good. Do you have any bands like that that you know are good, but you just don't get it? It just doesn't resonate with well, you. Well, it's one one that we've talked about here on the show, King's X. Yeah, that's another one for just me. Not, yeah. just, just They just don't do anything for me. Yeah, and, and we know they're good. You know, I mean, they're good at what they do. Like, oh, yeah. I know that's good. I can listen to that, and I'm like, yeah, these guys are super fucking talented. And that's obviously, they, they must be being pretty serious about their um whatever it is they're doing right now because they seem to have a class a lineup right now mm -hmm. you know they got some t top name people yeah. working with them you know let's try and figure out what they're doing let's go to the bottom of the wiki page and see what they're doing. i remember i remember when they came out with their self-titled release back in i think it was 94 and uh they were going to go out on tour they were going to tour it and this was back in the day when you still had to go buy tickets at the local coconuts or the ticket right. or whatever. And, uh, they were, they were going to tour and they were going to play there in the Cleveland area. I don't remember. Maybe they are going to play at the Agora or somewhere and tickets were going on sale. So I got up, went to the, stood there at, in line at the, at the coconuts doors open. I go in, I said, I want call tickets. And the guy goes, Oh, they broke up. I said, what? <laughs> Because they broke up. I said, are you kidding me? And sure, shit, they broke up the day before. No kidding. Wow. And, and this would be pre-internet, you know, so right. not like I would have known that. But yeah, he goes, yeah, they took yeah, sales because they, they broke up. Wow. It's like, oh, shit. That's pretty they on, crazy. Because they, uh, they were on Rockline and they were promoting the new record. It wasn't, it was, you know, wasn't a very good record. I but I just wanted to go because I was a fan. Sure. And uh, they canceled that tour and basically split up at that point. Yeah. I wonder if they're still touring this record, this Under the Midnight Sun, which was the last one in 2022. Is that what it came out during COVID? So yeah. Maybe they just didn't get a chance to tour. So are they Would touring right now? Or are they out playing dates? I'm not seeing anything on it. Uh, let me let me try their website. The wiki's not telling me dick. Where is their website? Um, the cult.us. The cult.us. Uh, Death Cult. Well, this is very up to date. Has dates all the way up to November 22nd of last year. Jesus. Well, let's see. Show tickets. They got no shows booked at the moment. Yeah, I don't know why they're. <laughs> By the Rod Stern. Okay. According to their website, they have no shows right now. All right. Nothing booked. According, they have a picture of, um, you know, of their um, tour dates, and they're all November and October of last year. So, I don't know. Do you want to? Would you like to remember the song from whatever the hit was from from that last album? Give me mercy. There was that was a, there was a hit. It's their boss hit bound single, apparently. Okay. All right. 
Let's uh, pull that onto the screen here. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, I'll use this. All right, there we go. Here we go. Here's the cult. Give me mercy from their 2022 hit album under the midnight sun. All right. All right. Make some noise here. There we go. All right. I already hate this. saying a couple minutes ago about how i can listen to him and i could tell that there's a lot of talent there this made me forget all that <laughs> this is not good yeah this is this is just too artsy yeah that's that's kind of where i was going with that yeah this sucks this is not what i want from my rock bands yeah, you just you just want straight ahead like sanctuary song yeah you want a little more of this? Maybe it gets better. Yeah, let, let, let's go to something more classic. All right. Enough of this bullshit. Is that yeah, what you're I'm saying? Just, yeah, I'm, just not, <laughs> not, I'm not just not feeling it. Yeah, that stinks. You're going to have to tell me the songs. because oh, um, Well, let me see her. Let me pull this up real quick. I'll give you some recommendations. Yeah, because I really, the cult is a band I do not know. Well, that's because we've discussed this before that. You, you don't like the doors, so you yeah. don't like the cult. That's exactly right. Ellen Kill Caller, you're on the air. Ellen Kill, Neely, and Chris. <clears throat> Purple Hemi Kudo. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's it's up? It's been a while. How are you? It has been a while. How's it going, Neely? Excellent. Hey, I just wanted to chime in with this. Hey, good to hear. just wanted to chime in real quick to tell you that I think the reason <clears throat> why those guys are on the show is I think they're doing shows of Southern Death Cult right now. So really? they're not being the cult; they're being the Southern Death Cult, which is what they were before they became the cult. Oh, is it? I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think it's like the 40th anniversary of the. They did an album and a couple EPs as like they were Southern Death Cult, then they were Death Cult. So yeah, they were tr they were trying to be a punk band early mm -hmm. on in yeah, their, they uh, early on in their career and then you know that wasn't working for them so they became a little more mainstream and became the cult and you know with like uh when they started releasing their their more hit songs you know and getting some radio attention and so on and so forth so wait a minute so, yeah, they, so hold they, on hold on hold on real called. quick perp 
Um, so they went on Howard Stern as Death Cult, but they played a cult yeah. song. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I didn't really hear the show. I just kind of saw it they were on there. But okay. uh, I'm assuming, you know, they're on tour of Southern Death Cult or Death Cult, and maybe they just popped in and said, okay, we'll do a couple songs of the cult or something. I'm not sure. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I'd... I mean, it's... No, no. Because it's always been basically just Billy and um, Ian anyway, so I think they could pretty much fill in, you know, with anybody else, you know, and just call themselves whatever these days, you know, and just do sh- do songs from any era. Right. I don't think their fans really care. Most, most of the people are just there to hear the electric and Sonic Temple stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, that's, again, this, this goes back to discussions we've had here on the show that a lot of these bands the reason we even know about them is through the power of mtv and they they had their biggest era during the mtv video era yeah i mean that's that's when i first heard of them they um got a little bit of traction on the album before electric which was love and they were kind of in a more kind of u2 kind of gothic rock mode you know i guess college rock at the time pre-alternative and it got you know, they got some attention, but not big sales. And, you know, I guess from what I've heard, <clears throat> when they were recording the follow-up to Love, they didn't like the way it came out. I think it was supposed to be called Peace. So somehow they got in touch with Rick Rubin and they retooled the songs as electric. And he, if you hear the, the Peace versions of the same songs, they sound completely different. Hmm. So he stripped it down to like this ACDC kind of balls-to-the-wall rock thing and I don't think they're fans that they had before like that, but they just kind of rolled the dice and said, well, let's see what happens. You know, let's jump on this American rock thing, and that was it. Very cool. Yeah, if you want to find the video yeah. for a Wildflower. Wildflower? All right. Yeah. People in Rumble are saying yeah, the that's witch, cool one too. That's out there. Do you know the witch? Chris, I was going to say real quick, if, if you don't like the cult, um, if you're not like a fan of the later rock stuff, Maybe uh-huh. explore their first couple of records if you're not too familiar with those because they're a lot different. I mean, musically, you know, they're like not, what? Which which like one what? should I listen to? Because I I mean I've listened to like Sonic Temple and Ceremony and and that stuff and I I don't know I I just don't like Ian's voice is really what it, I don't like Ian's voice and the guitar playing to me sounds like a punk band which I'm not a big huge fan of. Okay, well then you, know? you may not like it at all because you can't kind of can't really get away from Ian's voice unfortunately but he yeah. pretty much always sounds the same but like uh death cult southern death cult and then <clears throat> the first album is the cult which i think is called dream time and then love love is really good that's like what probably my favorite record by them mm-hmm. hey i'll check it out i've i've tried for 30 years to like this band i just don't <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm like that with some groups too. There's some groups out there that the world loves, and I'm just like, oh, I don't get it. But right, who name them? Uh, well, like one I just said, like you too. I mean, yeah. I enjoy their songs. I mean, my I like both Blue Sky. It's almost kind of Doors like, but other than that, you know, New Year's Day. Uh, I mean, you know, MTV. I'd sit through it, but it would nothing. I'd run out of my way to, you know, to go check out, but. You know, according to at least magazines, anyway. I mean, I don't personally know anybody that's really into YouTube, but it seems like the world is really like, oh my God, you know, Bono, he, you know, he's going to show us the way. And I'm like, I don't get it. 
I'm with you. I get another band I don't get very much at all. I liked them a little at, you know, Blood Red Sky. Under a Blood Red Sky was good, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you get back to it, guys. Hail and kill. Nice checking in. Take all care. Right. And uh, uh, fuck you, pal. <laughs> yeah. My well, hand uh, job to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> another another band that uh, I just can't get into. Who? The, the, which are good. I've seen them live. We've had some of the members on the show. Mm-hmm. Extreme. That's how I like them, but yeah. I know I get you it. do, but, but I get that's it. one of those bands that I just don't connect with. Yeah. See, I get it with you. You're you're actually easy to figure out. If they sound too chickish or they act faggy, you're out. <laughs> well, it's it's the songs and stuff. I don't those songs just never resonate. Well, they, those are chicky songs. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Their big hits are what? Not more than words and wholehearted. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about even the other stuff like Mom, I don't want to go to school today. Yeah, that's a faggy song. Yeah. I just wanna go outside and play. Hey kid ego. Yeah, yeah that's I, another one. I just that first album blow. I see I, I love extreme except for the first album. I cannot listen to that first album at all. Just sounds like something somebody wrote in junior high school. Yeah. But you yeah, know, from, obviously they got great players. They do. Oh yeah, they're definitely talented. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that they um yeah, they are they're exactly the band I wouldn't expect you to like though. You know, there, there's a bunch of those bands that are out there. Like I I'll be honest, I'm surprised that you like stuff like um like a warrant. I'm very surprised that you like warrant because they have a lot of fruity songs. Well, I think as far as like the warrant catalog is concerned, mm-hmm. the only the only one that I really liked was Doggy Dog. Doggy Dog, yeah. That the first two, the the dirty, filthy, stinking rich, and the yeah. cherry pie, yeah, not so much. Yeah, I can't see you sitting around listening to I Saw Red or yeah. um or you know um, Heaven Isn't Too Far Away. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't wasn't a fan. Yeah. What about like, like even a, a poison? Were they too faggy no, for you? No, I didn't like poison either. The only, the only poison record that I remotely even liked was flesh and blood. Yeah. Everybody liked that one. Everybody at the time liked that record. It was, it was the first time they didn't sound like a bunch of girls. That's, that's kind of why they kind of resonated. They kind of uh, adopted more of a bluesy blues rock sound no. for that record. Did you check out native tongue at all or no? I did. Didn't really like do the, anything for me. I like, like that yeah. one. That's probably the one that I would never, go to. Never, never was really a Poison fan. I, no. you know, obviously I've seen them numerous times, but I didn't go for Poison. No, see that's. You know? I've seen Poison a zillion times too, and every time it was for somebody. Else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I went to see them uh, at Blossom, and I left after the third song, "Damn Yankees" was opening up. Sure. So I went there to see Damn Yankees and Firehouse open the show. Right. You know, and they had no lights and no sound or nothing. It was they sounded like a tinny garage band. Right. So they got no production whatsoever. Then Damn Yankees came out and just blew blew the you know, blew everybody off the stage and then Poison came out and turned everything up to eleven. And right. it was, and it was like a roar. 
Was know. that the stage where they had the poles and Brett was swinging around on the poles I and stuff on the sides? Three, I stayed for three songs. Yeah, and, I think I and, saw I, it. and I couldn't take it because it was just it was just so loud. Right. You couldn't hear it. You I know, think I it, went to that was that at Richfield? No, that was at Blossom. Blossom. Okay. Now yeah, and it, it, it was just it's it was just offensively loud. Right. You couldn't you couldn't actually hear the songs. It just sounded like a, right. a loud roar. What was the damn Yankees show where at the end Ted shot a flaming arrow across the stage at a Buffalo yeah, and then some chicks came out and picked him up and dragged him off the stage. They did that, that every that night. Yeah, they was, did that every night. Yeah. That was funny as fuck. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then they were making fun of Dennis DeYoung. Right. They, they were like Tommy Shaw was playing the opening to babe. Right. And Ted was like, dude, I think your guitar is out of tune. Give me that thing. And he would just smash it on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd, have, they'd have a, you know, a throwaway guitar and Tommy would come out and start playing babe and everyone stopped and like, look at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. You know, dude, just as a real quick side note, dude, this just reminded me of this. I watched that um just just when i needed you most documentary that you recommended last yeah. week yeah 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 i loved it i'm sure you did i the, i watched you know all three parts yeah. and i thought this is right up chris's alley i loved it the fans did not though i got a bunch of messages from our fans that did not like that documentary at all i enjoyed it I, I did too. I mean, it, I, it reminded me, I mean, I, there was a lot of songs that they talked about and artists that they talked about that I remember growing up and hearing on the radio, right? They were just all over the place, you know, the and old I literally haven't heard a lot of those songs in over sure. 40 years. And I, Oh I, yeah, I remember that song. Right. The overwhelming theme that I got from the fans was twofold. One, they felt like every single band was led by people that you would call swishy and would hate. That yeah. was the first thing. True. And then, and then the second thing that they all really hated was the announcer guy himself. Everybody, I, I must've got 15 messages from people saying that announcer is a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but that was the whole, um, premise of the, the, um, documentary is we were getting in touch with our feelings right you know and and that's that's what that whole thing was about and it was you know if you watch the documentary and in what it was covering it was covering the making men soft right mm -hmm. and expressing their feelings and right their love songs and stuff and that's what that was about and then came marching in the the uh the um hard rock <laughs> yeah the hard rock the the the, the testosterone driven you know music of the 80s and of course the movies that come out the tough mm -hmm. guy movies and stuff right. as, a, as a backlash to that yeah so yes they're absolutely correct it was very swishy time in our history it was but but it was selling a shit ton of music mm -hmm. you know a lot most of those were one hit wonders i mean none of those most of those artists didn't have like multiple hits, you know, right. Each, each artist had one big song, 
Yeah. There's and, a little- and, and that's it. Yeah, there's a whole lot of English Dan and John Ford Coley's or Randy Van Warmers of the world that, right. that were up and gone in like 32 seconds. Yeah, I you know, the, ter- the Terry Jacks of the world. Yeah, or, or even Rupert Holmes. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, Rupert Holmes had what, two songs? Him and um, Pina Colada or the Escape song or whatever? Right, yeah, Pina Colada Escape. And how did he get away with Escape? The song basically said, I put an ad in the paper so I could cheat on my wife. Yeah. I I got an answer. I went to hook up with this bitch, and it was my wife who was cheating on me. Right. And we laughed and laughed about it. (laughs) It's like, what? Somehow there had to be a punch thrown. You know, I just watched that. And I, you know, and I know the words to the song, obviously. I was tired of my lady. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the song is literally I hate this fucking bitch. Yeah, well, I so would, I put an ad in the paper. Together too long. Yeah. I put like, an ad I'm, in the paper. I'm just like eh, she's she doesn't do anything for me anymore. Yeah. I'm done fucking her. I need somebody else. So yeah, I put an but, ad in the paper. Yeah, well the singles singles ad, whatever. Yeah. I mean I mean, it doesn't say he was married. They he just called her his lady. Well, so it could have been his chick. His even if it was his chick, he's still, he's still, he's so dissent. Who stays in a relationship while advertising in print well, for people, another person? Well, people do it all the time. Do they really? Ashley Madison. Yeah. But they're defunct, but. Well, but it's still the same premise. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It just seemed very weird to me that, that, that. That song is universally accepted by every 60-year-old woman on the planet. Yeah. They all love that song. You know, dude, how many how many different things did they show on that that yacht cruise or whatever? And they were all singing fucking Escape. You know, they were all singing Pina Colada. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's kind of like the the culture of of uh Jimmy Buffett with the with the um Yeah. What's what's an of uh, the parrot the, rock or whatever? No, no, no. What, what's Yacht rock? The, no, the name of the song. The Pina Colada Escape. The, Mar- Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Yeah. Same. Thing. Same, yeah. same vibe. You know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I personally enjoyed it, but the fans were not thrilled with that documentary. Yeah, but, but you got to look at it for what it was really saying, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, it, it was a faggy time, and yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, but, but the thing is, is, is it existed, you know, it was an era yeah. in music that, that came and went and it comes full circle again. It's absolutely back, you know, so, but it's, it's a historical thing. You have to look at it from a historical context as to what was going on in the world. We yeah. were emerging from the Vietnam conflict, mm-hmm. you know, um, we were looking to Trend, mellow out. Yeah, trends and styles were changing. We were moving into the disco era. Yeah. Which that was really faggy. I mean, if you watch that Studio, Studio 54, 54. <laughs> they, you, look at all the fruitcakes over there. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. You know. But did you not like any disco music? Just the music, not the not the style. No, like I, you didn't like any BGs or anything? Not really. So I, was, I was okay with a lot of disco, like the tramps and stuff. I like that stuff. The burn, baby, burn. Disco, disco Inferno. <laughs> I was, I, I had all those. I had 
the Tramps album. I remember listening to it at my grandmother's house. My like when we would visit my grandmother, we would stay in what as a kid was my mom's room. And my mom like kind of eloped. She just skipped town and and left. It came to Ohio from Rhode Island. So they never changed her room. So it had like her stereo from like the 60s or the 50s or whatever, however old it would have been. And I remember listening to the Tramps album on her record player that was in the room. My grandmother had like flashbacks that my mom was back <laughs> because she hated my mom's music. And here I was, I showed up at like 13 years old or whatever, 10 or however old I was with the Tramps record. And I was listening to it. My grandmother was horrified. Yeah. How can you listen to that? Right. And I was like, well, my mom lets me. Oh, my God. She learned nothing from this home. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only BG song that I could say that I listened to, and yeah. there was only one reason I listened to it, mm -hmm. was because Chicago played the horns on it. Okay. Tragedy. Tragedy. That's the Chicago horn section playing on that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Bee Gees. I know that makes me faggier than faggy, but whatever. I like the Bee Gees. They were entertaining. <laughs> well, you know, again, it's it's not like hardcore. I'm 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 a major fan. I got their t-shirts and everything. Yeah, I'm not that kind of a fan. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, I, I like it. It's a yeah. it's a guilty pleasure. I'll put it on and listen yeah. to it. Sure, why not? I have no problem throwing on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack and listening through it or the BG's greatest hits. Well, I've I've said it before on the show, you know one of my guilty pleasures is, is quarter flash. Oh yeah. And, and I've been listening to take another picture this week, the okay. album, take another picture. Right. And, uh, I, I just dig it. I just like quarter flash, but see, they're not faggy. No, they're not, but, but they're not, they're not hard rock either. They're just kind of, sure a they pop, were. they're a pop band. Quarter flash was like hard pop though. See that fits you. Let me find hard in my heart. Cause that's a pretty hard song. Like as far as the guitar and for for pop, yeah. I'm not trying pop. to say it's a. I'm not trying to say it's metal. No. by by any means. I'm not. But saying I, like, it's I, I you know I, I like horn driven bands a lot of horn driven bands. So sure. you know obviously that Randy Ross could really bang out the sax. You know, mm -hmm. she could play real well, and obviously she sang real well. She yeah. was a good, great singer. But they were a little more rock than certainly than the Bee Gees. You know, I mean, come on. Here we go. It's got like that driving beat. That's okay. That's that's kind of rock. Yeah. Soft rock, but it's rock. 
Dude, did I ever tell you about my my quarter flash story? No. (laughs) If you didn't think I was a faggot before, here we go. (laughs) So my job, I had three basic jobs when I was in high school. I worked at a church cutting grass and weeding flower beds and whatever. Then I worked at the Brown Derby loading trucks, and I've talked about that before. Sure. In between, though, I worked at a place in the Streetsboro Plaza called A&F Garden Gate Florists. Okay. This, and my job was exactly what you think, putting together floral arrangements and okay. stuff. Used to take those green bricks of, like, styrofoam yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, You'd have to stick the plants stick in. Stick the flowers yeah. in it and arrange yeah. them and make nice arrangements. Yeah, I mean, it, like, the, like the night at the Roxbury. It was a real gay job. And I was, the I tell you what it was good for, though, was my girlfriend, Beth, that I had in high school, I brought her flowers damn near every day. And man, there were a lot of blowjobs that came well, out they, of that job. Chicks love flowers. I, chicks I love a, flowers. I give a, I've given out a ton of flowers over my time. Sure. And I'm telling that story so I don't sound so gay, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always an ulterior. There mode. is. <laughs> but working at this job, the guy, I think his name was Matt or Mark or something. I think Mark, the guy that, that I worked with that was kind of the owner, Mark, this guy couldn't have been more flaming if he was sitting in the middle of a bonfire. bonfire. <laughs> he, was, he was the first ever truly gay person that I ever knew. And I mean, he was gay, gay, like the rainbow hitting him from both sides, gay. <laughs> And he was always like, oh, that flower arrangement is so lovely, but you've got to put some more yellow in with the red. I mean, like, like creepy gay. But his favorite band was Quarter Flash. And he played what whatever the name of this album is that Harden My Heart is on. It's just the self-titled. He played that on a cassette over it every day. Flip just kept flipping it over every 30 minutes or whatever that, that the one side of it was all day. Like we, we would work, I would work after school. So it was like from three to eight or something, three to seven. And I would hear this album four or five times every single day. And I'm going to be perfectly honest. I always thought that these guys were like a gay band <laughs> because he listened to them all the time. And he right. was, he was so flaming and you know and and always his his boyfriends would come in and whatnot oh hi mark oh my goodness are we going to the ball tonight you know i was like just really as a 13 year old 14 year old kid or whatever it was really horrifying but um but yeah i always thought that quarter flash was a gay band until literally until you told me you liked them and then you told me that they were not a gay band no it's it's a it's a couple yeah, and I had no idea. Yeah. I literally thought these guys were like the human league or bands like that. Just <laughs> just Frankie goes to Hollywood, just right, a fruit band. Yeah. But no, quarter flash. Yeah, they played that they played that big us festival in San Bernardino. Did they in eighty three? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a weird lineup. Quarter flash and Van Halen and Van, Motley Crue. Motley Crue, Van Judas Halen, Priest. Judas Priest, yeah. <laughs> they Quarter were on flash. Your, 
I think, yeah. So uh, let's see who, who all played that. Us Festival lineup. That play that thing was huge. Yeah. That was like the original Live Aid type thing with just everybody playing it, right? But it wasn't like a benefit. Was it a benefit or was it just a concert? No, it was just a big concert. Okay. Um, Let's go to the wiki here. Well, there's a lot of bands played there that weren't all hard rock. Uh, Steve Wozniak, the, the co-founder of Apple, put this thing together. Right. So this is who was on, on there for three days. Gang of Four. I'm not sure who that is. Ramones, The Beat, Wingo Boingo, The B-52s, Talking Heads, and The Police. Wow. Uh, Saturday, September 4th, Dave Edmonds, Eddie Money, Santana. The Cars, The Kinks, Pat Benatar, Tom Petty, uh, Grateful Dead, Jerry Jeff Walker, Jimmy Buffett, uh, Jackson Brown, Fleetwood Mac. Let's see. these. Uh, where was this? This was, oh, this was uh, some other show. Um, now, this is the one for the Us Festival. This was over Memorial Day. Okay. So Saturday, May 28th uh, was New Wave Day. Okay. So the divinals in excess. I touch myself, right? Is that yep. the divinals? I touch yep. myself. Yep. She's dead now. Is she? Yeah. She passed away like a year, a couple years ago. Mm. Uh, Walla Voodoo, Oingo Boingo, The Beat, Flock of Seagulls, Stray Cats, Men at Work, The Clash. Then you had Rock Day, Los Lobos, Little Steven and the Disciples, Quarter Flash, Berlin, Missing Persons, U2, The Pretenders. Joe Walsh, Stevie Nicks, and David Bowie. It's a pretty good lineup. Yeah. Then Sunday was Heavy Metal Day. Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, Triumph, Scorpions, and Van Halen. And then uh, there was Country Day. Country Day? Wow. Yeah, they had uh, the Thrasher Brothers. Don't know who that is. Ricky Skaggs, Hank Williams Jr., Emmy Lou Harris, Alabama, Waylon Jennings. Riders in the Sky and Willie Nelson. Wow. Boy, that must have cost a fortune back then. I know. Then. That's, that was a lot of top talent there. Yeah, that's that's like all the big bands of the time. Yeah. And strangely enough, a good portion of these bands are still around. I know. I was listening to that. I was like, God, you could almost do that heavy metal day now. Most of those guys are still active. The only one that I could think of that's not is Van Halen because Eddie's dead. Yep, David Bowie's gone. Stevie Nicks is still out there. Joe Walsh is still out there. Pretender's still out there. U2 still out there. Missing Person's still out there. Berlin's still out there. I don't think Quarter Flash are doing anything these days. I think they're doing just local gigs up yeah. in the upper northwest. Little Steven's still around. Yeah. In excess. Flock of seagulls. Yeah. We saw that. They're still killing it. Yep. <laughs> Quiet Riot. A version is still around. Motley's still around. Ozzy sort of still around. Yeah. Judas Priest, Triumph, not around anymore. Rick Emmett obviously doing stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Scorpion's still doing it, and Van Halen is defunct now. Yeah. So, so most of these bands are still doing it. Yeah, they're still, they're still doing it. Yeah. That was 40 years ago, and they're still out there. They're yeah. still playing. 83. It's crazy. <laughs> Pretty crazy, man. Yeah, it is. All right, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's uh, let's take a break, and then um, I'm going to do what I did last week. Okay. Next, 
I'm going to bring back and I'm going to thank ahead of time if he's listening so that he can, I know he'll want his credit. I'm going to thank um, CMS Michael. Okay. For bringing back a segment that we have not touched in at least 10 years. Really? Yes. When Just when he was still a wee lad. Yes. When he was a youngster, he probably laughed and laughed when we covered this, um, this next topic. And, um, he pointed it out to me and you won't believe this until you hear it. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I'll let you pick a tune to take us out of this segment. So what should, should we play? Oh, let me find my handy dandy list of stuff. Let's go with, let's play something that we have probably never played before. How about, um, the river dogs with the song spooky. That was, was that Adrian, not Adrian, um, Vivian Campbell's band. Yeah. River dogs. River dogs. Yeah. yeah. What was the name of the song? Spooky from the self-titled record. <clears throat> All right. I got it. All right. We're going to play a few tunes, come back, do the uh, sponsored segment of the show. So uh, here it is. It's river dogs exclusively here on your classic metal show in the ever evolving world of music. Artists need to reach their audience faster than ever before. Introducing Too Immersive For You, the Emmy-nominated pioneers in viewership experience. We've revolutionized the way music artists share their material with the world. Our groundbreaking AI engine generates stunning visuals that bring your music to life. Imagine having your own personalized music video, perfectly synchronized to your unique sound in a matter of hours, not weeks. With Too Immersive For You, it's now a reality. Get ready to unlock a new dimension of music visualization. Too Immersive For You, where music meets immersive visuals. Contact us now to discover how Too Immersive For You can elevate your music to new heights. www.musicvideoai.net Do you want to watch the classic metal show all day long? Do you have a Roku? If your answers are yes and yes, then you need to get Wowza TV on your Roku. It's free to install and brings you the classic metal show on your TV 24-7. Just look up and install Wowza TV in the Roku streaming store and you can enjoy the CMS all day and night right on your TV. Yes, folks, this includes the live editions of the CMS as well. Install Wowza TV now on your Roku and never be without the classic metal show again. Hail and kill. <laughs> 